Hello and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in the General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We will be discussing some of the most common conditions that you'll see in primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation, diagnosis, and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can see all of our latest episodes and also check out our society on social media so that you can keep up to date with the news and the latest events. But for now, on to today's episode. My name is Shalmar Baltimore, and I'm the Assistant Secretary of the Queen's University Belfast GP Society. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Today's subject is on common ear infections. The first condition that I'll be discussing is otitis media. Otitis media is an infection in the middle ear which commonly affects young children and neonates. This is the space between the tympanic membrane and the inner ear which comprises the eustachian tube anteriorly through which the middle ear obtains its air supply and the tympanic cavity containing the auditory ossicles, the malleus, incus and stapes. In acute otitis media, microorganisms spread into the middle ear either through the eustachian tube, through a pre-existing perforation, or in the bloodstream. Children are more likely to develop acute otitis media because they acquire viral infections more often than the adults, and they also have shorter and more horizontal eustachian tubes, allowing easier spread of the infection from the nasopharynx into the middle ear. More than two-thirds of children will have at least a single episode of acute otitis media by age three. The most common bacterial cause of otitis media are streptococcus pneumonia, Haemophilus influenzae, and Moraxella catarralis. Common viral pathogens are respiratory syncytial virus and rhinovirus. Most cases can be diagnosed clinically although blood tests such as FBC and CRP will help confirm an infective picture and can gauge response to treatment. A child with acute otitis media typically presents with marked unilateral otalgia or ear pain, reduced hearing in the affected ear, as well as other general symptoms of respiratory infection such as fever, irritability, vomiting, lethargy or poor feeding, and chorizal symptoms. Symptoms can be nonspecific, therefore it is always worth examining the ears in generally unwell children. In healthy children, tympanic membrane appears pearly grey, translucent, and shiny. You should also be able to visualize the lateral process of the malleolus through the membrane and a cone of the light reflecting the light of the otoscope. However, Physical examinations of patients with otitis media will reveal a bulging, opacified tympanic membrane, which may be white, pink, or red. This occurs as a result of swelling of the eustachian tube due to viral infection. There is an increased negative pressure in the middle ear, and fluid accumulates and becomes trapped behind the eardrum. Pus begins to fill in the middle ear, causing bulging of the attic portion of the ear. As the attic bulges, tension builds in the eardrum, and subsequently you get severe ear pain.
If the pressure in the middle ear gets too much, perforation of the tympanic membrane can occur. This is known as suppurative otitis media, which is characterized by discharge in the ear canal and is initially blood-stained and then mucolytic. Management for acute otitis media is analgesics and anti-inflammatory drugs such as paracetamol or ibuprofen to help with pain and fever. Most cases of uncomplicated acute otitis media will resolve within three days or up to a week without the need for antibiotics. Consider referral to pediatric for assessment or admission if the child is systemically unwell or have signs of complications. These may include persistent otitis media with effusion, tympanic membrane perforation, mastoiditis, and facial nerve palsy. Always refer infants below 3 months with temperatures above 38 degrees Celsius or children 3 to 6 months of age with temperatures of 39 degrees or more for specialist assessment. First-line choice of antibiotics is amoxicillin for otitis media. However, we avoid giving antibiotics if possible as there is no great evidence that antibiotics influence the outcome of disease, reduce pain or complications. You can consider delayed prescription for antibiotics that can be collected and used after three days if symptoms have not improved or worsened at any time. Always safety net and offer education and advice to parents on when to seek further medical attention. While otitis media affects the middle ear, otitis externa is an infection of the external ear, also commonly seen in primary care. It is a condition characterized by diffuse inflammation of the skin and subdermis of the external auditory canal, which can extend to the external ear and the tympanic membrane. It is more common among females and younger ages with an annual incidence of 1% and a lifetime prevalence of 10% in the UK. Incidence tends to be higher in hot and humid climates and towards the end of the summer. Otitis externa is often referred as swimmer's ear because repeated exposure to water can make the ear canal more vulnerable to bacterial and fungal infections and inflammation. The most common causative pathogens are Pseudomonas aeruginosa and Staphylococcus aureus. Trauma to the ear canal, for example the use of cotton buds, obstruction or skin condition such as eczema or psoriasis of the ear canal, can lead to pathogen overgrowth and inflammation. Risk factors for otitis externa are those that interfere with normal protective mechanism of the ear canal, for example frequent water contact, humid environments, narrow ear canals, or presence of ear polyps or foreign bodies. Otitis externa is usually a clinical diagnosis based on a thorough history and examination of the ear using an otoscope. The diagnosis of otitis externa requires presence of a rapid onset of symptoms within the past three weeks, coupled with signs of ear canal inflammation. Patients may present with rapid onset ear pain, worse when the tragus or the pinna is moved, itching, 
oral fullness and hearing loss. On examination, the ear canal can appear red, swollen, or eczematous with shedding of the scaly skin. A serous or purulent discharge may be present in the ear canal. The pinna may be swollen and the tragus may be tender on palpation. As well as this, the tympanic membrane may be difficult to visualize if the ear canal is narrowed or filled with debris. Treatment of uncomplicated otitis externa is cleaning of the external auditory canal and application of topical steroids. You can also recommend the use of analgesics for symptomatic relief if required. Steroid drops may be beneficial to decrease swelling of the ear canal and reduce pain. Symptoms of acute otitis externa usually improve within 48 to 72 hours of initiation of treatment, with the majority of patients resolving within 7 to 10 days. Some preventative measures may involve avoiding damage to the external ear canal, keeping ears clean and dry, and ensuring skin conditions associated with the development of these conditions are well controlled. Consider follow-up for people with severe otitis externa and accompanying cellulitis which is spread outside the auditory canal. It is important to refer patients urgently to specialist care if malignant otitis externa is suspected. This is an invasive bacterial infection involving the external auditory canal and the skull base which is commonly present among immunocompromised or elderly diabetic patients. Signs to look out for include unremitting ear pain, otorrhea, decreased hearing, fever or malaise, facial nerve paralysis or pyrexia. These patients will need urgent CT scan and require urgent debridement and antibiotics. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes and feel free to leave us a review. If you do have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email at gp-soc at qub.ac.uk. Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with all the essential information from our society. Thank you for listening and goodbye.